Welcome to the Emmanuel Church Podcast. Here at Emmanuel Church, we believe that God wants to meet us where we're at. So whether you're at home, work, or somewhere in between, you can listen to the message from our Sunday worship experience. We would love for you to stay connected with us by visiting our website at myemmanuelchurch.com or at any social media platform at myemmanuelchurch. We hope you enjoy this message. Good afternoon. You can take a seat if you are here with us today. Thank you for joining us online here at Emmanuel Church. We are so glad to have, be able to see you here. Um, we, uh, if you have missed out, we are we have been in the middle of a series, or we're not in the middle. We just started a series last week called Try Softer, uh, based on the book uh, by the same name. Uh, and uh, I have really enjoyed the book, so I encourage you to get it yourself. Uh, we do not have any copies here to provide you, uh, but we we encourage you to be able to look at it's a, it's on Amazon, you know, like everything else is on Amazon. Things you need and things you don't need uh, that are on Amazon. But we're glad for you to be here today. If it's your first time joining us here or joining us online, uh, let us know. We want to reach out to you and uh, connect you with our church so we can better serve you today. And you can continue to give online as well uh, if, by going to myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. It'll show you the different options there are to give online here, uh, as well as in person or if you'd like to mail in your offering uh, too. Uh, those are definitely ways to give and continue to support what we do here at Emmanuel Church. Um, we, uh, we are going to be having, an, uh, uh, before I get into our one last thing, we're going to be having an update soon. Uh, about what we're going to be doing here as far as reopening our service uh, here in the next month or so as we continue to pay attention to the situation uh, and pray uh, and, and, and be in prayer for everything that is going on here in our nation. Um, so be on the lookout on our social media accounts. If you don't follow us already, follow us at My Emanuel Church on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook, on everywhere where you might think you might find us. Look for us. Um, so, uh, with that being said, I want to get into the message today and again welcome you. Uh, today is week two. Today is week two. And last week I talked about where the, the idea of tr- trying softer is moving into a place of healing. It, it's not trying so hard in life. It's not putting all the effort and not giving yourself room to heal and to be better and to grow. The, the, the world that we live in tells us that the only way to get by and the only way to be successful in life is if you just keep on hustling keep on working don't stop even if things are inconvenient or difficult or and they don't leave room for pain they don't leave room for the things that we face the the difficulties that we encounter and say none of that matters just keep going and that might work for some people and it looks like it works on the outside. But really, we leave ourselves open to much more hurt and much more trauma if we continue to push through life like that. Today, the title of my message is, is Practice Mindfulness. Practice Mindfulness. Paying attention 
to yourself, paying attention to your surroundings, pay attention to what is going on in, inside, it, not, you know, not physically, because sometimes we have those grumblings that go on on a Sunday morning when we're hungry, right before service, yeah, you should pay attention to that too, pay attention when you're tired, that means you should take a nap, I like taking naps in the middle of the day, you know, that is something that I will never, um, Never understand why my younger self had such an aversion to naps. I think when we're all younger, nobody likes to take a nap. It's like, nap time in school? Why? I've got energy and things to do. Take a nap at home? Why? i got stuff to do. You know? We don't like to do things like that. But we have to pay attention to ourselves. And it's not easy to pay attention to ourselves when it's not easy to even pay attention to the things around us. It can be real easy to start driving and then realize that you have no idea what's going on. You're just driving. You're on autopilot, and you're just like, where am I? Where am I going? Or suddenly you drive into your driveway at home, and I'm like, when did I get home? When did I get home? It's easy to do things like that. We can, be, be, we can not pay attention to the time, and it's easy to browse through social media, scrolling and scrolling and scrolling, and hours have passed. It's easy to binge watch an entire show in a day. I have done that. <laughs> It's easy to do that. Just, just do that, and then you realize, wait, when did it get nighttime? Have I even eaten? Have I even done the things that I need to do today? It's real easy to stop paying attention in the middle of a conversation when someone's talking to you. Your phones start buzzing, and then you just take it out, and you start like looking down at your screen, and before you know it, you're on Instagram, you're on Facebook, you're on something else, and you have no idea what the other person is talking about anymore. I am guilty of this. It's not that you mean to, it's just that it happens. We get so easily distracted, so it's no wonder that we lose focus on what's going on with us. We try to push down pain, we try to push down struggles, we try to power through life, we try to ignore everything that's making life difficult so that things can seem normal. Yet God has not called us to live this way. John chapter 10 verse 10 says that God has come to give us life and life more abundantly. Other translations of that same scripture say life, he has come to give us life and life to the full, to, to the epitome of what it means to be human. He wants us to experience living. He wants us to experience life. But we don't do that because we're not paying attention. We're not paying attention. Psalm 104 verse 34 says this, May my meditation be pleasing to Him as I rejoice in the Lord. I rejoice in the Lord. But we don't like to pay attention. We don't like to meditate. We don't like to focus on things. Why? Because we have been taught wrongly. We have often been taught as a Christian, the right thing to do is to reject self, ignore yourself, and pay attention to others first. Now, there is teaching in the Bible that tells us that we should, uh, we should notice the needs of others. We should serve others. We should love others. But like I started the series off last week, when Jesus tells us of the two greatest commandments, he says, God told us to love God. He, Jesus told us to love God and love your, love your neighbor as you love yourself. 
So there's a part in there that we often ignore to pay attention to ourselves and to love ourselves. We are called not to just ignore our needs and ignore the things that we need to work on to serve other people. That's the misguided teaching we've been taught. But rejecting ourselves doesn't mean what we think it means. Rejecting ourselves ultimately means to serve others. It means to... To, to, to deny our selfish and sinful desires, not the things that we need to do to help us grow. Not the things that we need to do to help us be closer to God. Because it can be real easy to fall into the trap of paying attention to the needs of other people and then ignoring your relationship with God, your relationship with yourself, with your friends, with your family, everybody. It's real easy. I've done it. I've been in that place where ministry has been my number one focus and I have ignored my own relationship with God. I have felt distant from God while feeling like I'm doing the work that God has called me to do. But that's not what what we're called to do. Rejection of self is about being real to who you are, to, to what you're about, to who God sees you as. Romans chapter 12 verse 3 tells us, You ought not think of yourselves as you're better than somebody else. That's rejecting yourself. Because a lot of times, I believe Christians have this idea that somehow because we believe in Jesus, that makes us better than everybody else. In fact, I think it just ignites... To to be a Christian, to really understand what it means to follow Jesus, truly means that we acknowledge that we are just as broken as everybody else. That we are just as weak as everyone else. That we are just as human as everyone else. He tells us, don't think of yourself, this is what rejecting self is, don't think of yourself as better than everybody, but realize you are the same as everyone else, created in the image of God loved by God, broken and struggling through life just like the rest of us. So we need to get the idea out that rejecting ourselves is what God has called us to do. In fact, he's told us to take care of ourselves, to be mindful of ourselves. Uh, uh, A psychologist, Christian psychologist David Benner says this. He says, leaving the self out of Christian spirituality Uh, results in a spirituality that is not well-grounded in experience. It is therefore not well-grounded in reality. Focusing on God uh, while failing to know ourselves deeply may produce an external form of piety, but it will always leave a gap between appearance and reality. Meaning that if we are so focused on other things outside of us, if we are so focused on just the spiritual matters that we think make us holy, that's what we're going to do. We're going to look holy, but we're going to be broken on the inside. Jesus had a word for those people. Uh, in the Bible, he, he talked to the Pharisees and he called them whitewashed tombs. And he said, on the outside, you're beautiful. You got it all together and you're all beautiful here today. But he says, you are beautiful on the outside, but you are full of dead men's bones on the inside. That's what, not you guys. No, not you. Uh, But he says, he says that. He says, that's what it's like. You're going to end up, if you're focusing on everything else and ignoring self, then you will end up dead and empty. 
So how do we pay attention? How do we be mindful of, what, of ourselves? How, how do we do this in a right way that we don't become selfish? First of all, what is mindfulness? Mindfulness is to pay attention. That's, that's the basic of it. it. It's moment by moment awareness of what is happening around you, of what is happening in you. And not only is it awareness, but there's more to it. Being mindful, practicing mindfulness in a healthy way means that you are also not judgmental towards yourself. Like I said last week, we are the, the biggest critics of ourselves. So mindfulness is paying attention to what's going on inside of us in our minds and what we're doing and how we're living and not being judgmental about it. Man, today, you know, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't drink the water that I needed to. I didn't exercise today. I didn't eat healthy. You know, man, I'm just a horrible person. We, we'll have the tendency to do that. We'll have the tendency to, to just cr- criticize ourselves. But being mindful is not about criticizing. It's about, well, what brought me to that place? Why, why did I end up like that? I'm not terrible, but, you know, it happens. I mess up. I fail. I didn't accomplish the goals I wanted to accomplish today. But that's okay. Mindfulness is like meditation, which I read in the beginning in Psalm 104. God, be mindful. It tells us to be mindful, to meditate, to think about the things that are around us. I know a lot of times people have a stigma, a bad stigma, especially Christians, about meditation because they think it's an Eastern practice that's full of devil worship and all this kind of nonsense. But it's got real grounding things that help us pay attention to what's going on. And in fact, the Bible tells us often to meditate on God, to meditate on the Word of God, to meditate uh, on the good things that are around us. In fact, that, mo- that word means, uh, that word meditation in the Hebrew means to mutter to yourself, to speak to yourself, to talk and think the good things that are happening, the things that you're thinking of. And so these are important things because what they do is they give us a grasp on reality. They, they remind us that there is, there is something tangible because when we're not paying attention to ourselves, it's real easy to just react to situations in life. Bad things happen and we break down. Difficult circumstances happen and we tense up, we hide, we run. We, we, face, we face these difficult circumstances and we retreat. We retreat to old sinful habits. We retreat to things that we know are comforting to us but are not always the right thing to do. We're just reacting. They give us a base in reality. In psychology, that that's, a, that's the thing they call to, to, to ground yourself, to pay attention. If you're having a panic attack or if there's something going on around you that you're being overwhelmed by, you pay attention to what's happening. What is in front of me? What am I feeling? What am I hearing? What am I seeing? What am I smelling? It brings you back to reality. And that's what being mindful is. It grounds us to reality. And being mindful in a spiritual sense grounds us to Jesus. John chapter 15 verse 4 through 5. Jesus tells us, remain in me and I will also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. That's John 15 verse 4. And I love that because that's what Jesus is telling us. Be mindful of me. Stay grounded in me. Pay attention to what is happening. What am I doing in your life? 
It's being responsive without being reactive. It's paying attention and not being judgmental. It, it, it's, it is paying attention to the world around us. And if we do that, we will begin to grow an awareness of the presence of God in our lives. There was a Catholic priest by the name of Richard Ward that said this. He says, if you are present in your circumstances, if you are present, you will eventually and always be in his presence. Because God is everywhere with us. And so if we are grounding ourselves and we are putting ourselves in God's hands, we are putting ourselves in God's hands. And the author provides some ways for us to be able to do that. There's a term that she uses called pendulation. And this is a weird word because I, I don't think it's a real word. I think she made it up. Because <laughs> I've typed it into Word and to notes and all this kind of things that everybody says is wrong. And it gives me no suggestions. So either that or they haven't updated their dictionaries. But pendulation, what it is, is it's focusing on something that is good in front of you. And then bringing yourself back to the problem. Going back and forth. But while you go from the good thing to the bad thing, what you're doing is you're bringing the resource of the focus of your good thing back to the bad situation. So we can bring ourselves to God and say, God is good. He is bringing me this good thing. And this, I'm facing a difficult circumstance right now, but as I swing to the circumstance... God is with me. And I go back to God. He is here with me. And he's here in the the difficult circumstances. And little by little, we begin to realize that things might be difficult, but we're not alone in the situation. We're not facing things by ourselves. A second strategy she gives, she says, search for beauty. Look for good in the world. The Bible tells us that creation, creation sings his praises, that the world around us has so much beauty and intentionality about it that there is no way that we can look at our circumstances and think that there is nothing good in the world. Because it's easy to do that. But God asks us to search for the good things in life because there is so much blessing he's given us, so much good he has given us, that in the midst of the darkest times, we have to remind ourselves that there is still good, even if it's something small. Even if the sunset is the thing that's like, you know, the sun, man, that, that's what brings me back to the world. That's what reminds me that God is good. Or reminding yourself of a friend that is always there with you. It's like, you know, because of them, I'm able to be here. Because of them, I'm able to get, get by in life. Search for beauty in the world. The third thing she says is tracking. Pay attention to what is happening in you. Pay attention to what is happening in you. When you're, you're going into a new situation, like, like for me, for instance, I am an introvert, and so I have trouble meeting new people. I'm always very awkward about it. And this past weekend, we went to a birthday party for my wife's best friend. And there were a bunch of people there I did not know. And so I kind of, I, I tend to tense up. And I, I, as I was uh, paying, paying attention and remembering the things that I've been learning by reading this book, I started paying attention to what was happening. When someone who was extremely friendly started talking to me, I'm like, I don't know this person. <laughs> I don't know this person. And I started paying attention because they, they had asked me to do some stuff the, some, to help set up. And I was doing something and they started talking to me. And I was like, what, what's happening with me? And I noticed that like my shoulders tensed up. 
You know, I kind of like took a step away from the person. I didn't intend to, but that's what was happening. Tracking is paying attention to your reactions to what's happening. When, when, when memories come into your mind, uh, bad memories, sad memories, good memories, what's going on? What are you doing? What is happening? This is being mindful of ourselves. This is paying attention to what we need. And it can be hard because we tend to ignore those things. I mean, sometimes we don't even realize we're hungry and we haven't eaten all day. And then suddenly we think about it and think, well, oh, you know what? I need food. I need water. But we get so focused in the thing that's blurring out reality that we stay that way. But God has asked us to pay attention, to pay attention to ourselves. And see, it's important. I know it might seem like a weird thing, so why would we talk about this in church? But this is, this is psychology, this is work, work, that we have to understand ourselves. If we want to better understand the creator that created us, we have to understand ourselves and how we interact with the world around us. See, this, this mindfulness, this paying attention brings us benefits. Because if we don't, when we don't, when we don't pay attention to our inner world, when we don't pay attention to what's happening here and here, when the, not in your physical heart, but, you know, your spiritual heart, when we don't pay attention to that, we are susceptible to emotional burnout, exhaustion, emotional dysregulation, and even chronic pain. Psychologists have told us that when we don't pay mind to what is happening in our bodies and in our minds, we actually cause, we can cause physical problems in our own bodies. Pain that we wonder, it's like, man, I always have back pain. Why do I always have back pain? There's something that you're doing, how you're reacting to the world around you that is bringing your body to that point. We, we tend to, like emotional burnout and emotional dysregulation, our emotions become everywhere and anywhere. And anyone that comes out to us, we pour it all out. And we're just like, why do I have no energy to deal with things emotionally? So we have to. When we do it, when we practice mindfulness, we, we, get, we get to a point where we become attuned to ourselves. What that means is that we become responsive to our own needs. It's easier to say, you know what? I'm hungry right now. I should eat. I'm thirsty. I need to drink water. I need to take, I need to take some time to rest. I need to take a step back from my situation because I'm overwhelmed right now. I'm anxious. I need to step away. This attunement allows us to pay attention to the world around us and how we interact with it. How we interact with God and how we pay attention to God around us too. This is basically what, what God wants us to do through this is basically realize is that he wants us to treat ourselves with the same kindness and love that he treats us with. As our spiritual father, as our spiritual parent, he wants us to take care to pull us out of dangerous situations. He wants us to take care to meet the needs that he wants, that, that we have. He wants us to take care and love ourselves just as he loves us. He gives us so much grace and so much love that we oftentimes will miss it if we're not attuned to ourselves, if we're not attuned to our world, to the world around us. When we pay attention to ourselves, not only do we learn to love ourselves, but we now realize how much easier it is to love other people. 
to love other people. I always wonder, how, how come I have such a difficult time loving other people? Maybe it's because you don't have a good relationship with yourself. You don't have a good relationship with how you see you. How can you tell someone God loves them and they are made in his image when you don't believe that about yourself? Because you then project that onto other people and you lash out to other people. But when we get, when we get to this place of attunement, of mindfulness, we begin to see how much God really does care for us. And we begin to extend that same care to our fellow humans, to our fellow brothers and sisters that we live and walk through on this earth. We begin to understand what it means to be loved and how we can love. And the other thing it does is allow us to hold that space, that same space for other people. I love this thing right here. The author calls it holding space for others. And that basically means the things that you've now learned to be mindful about yourself, to be non-judgmental, to be loving towards yourself. That means holding that same space for someone else that needs it too. See, that's how we love other people, by holding that space open for them. Because what we tend to do is when someone comes to us with an issue or a problem... Even if they're our friends, uh, you know, we love them and we care for them deeply. What we tend to do is we try to fix the problem. We listen to them and then, you know, what you should do. This is what you need to do. You know, someone told me about that. Or we, we either try to fix the problem or we try to overrun them with our problems. Someone's sharing how, how they're going through a difficult circumstance. So I was like, well, you know what? That reminds me of the, all the stuff that I've been through. And it's like, this isn't about you in that moment. But we make it about ourselves. We become selfish. We, we become, we, we push them out of the space that they need. But being able to hold space for someone else, being able to love somebody else in those times, means that we, get, we are giving them the space to, to feel out. To be mindful of what's happening in their own lives. And to pay attention to them. 2 Corinthians 1, 3-4 says it this way. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. The Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Who comforts us in all our troubles. So that we can comfort those in any trouble. With the comfort we ourselves receive from God. See, that's biblical, that holding space for other people. That's biblical. He says, when God gives you comfort, now you give them comfort, the same comfort that you have received. God doesn't sit there and tell us how to fix our problems. No, he listens. He is there for us. He brings love and grace and healing. And if we do that, we will be able to move into a place forward towards healing by practicing mindfulness. And I'm almost done here. I'm almost done. What does it mean for us now then? What do we do next? It's difficult to do this. It's not an easy thing. I can't stand here and tell you that uh, you're going to be able to figure this out. Now that you know the strategies, now that you know the things, what you need to do. It's not. It takes practice. It takes effort. And don't be judgmental about yourself either. You might be able to practice mindfulness today and then tomorrow you fail at it. It happens. It's not easy. But what we can do, what we can do is ultimately rely on God for this. Because what he does in our lives 
is that he brings, he makes it possible to step into the space that is safe. To make it possible to step into the space that is full of healing. The space full of love. The space full of hope. Where we can take a moment to breathe. Like the psalm says, be still and know that he is God. Because when we do that, when we pay attention to that, we will see what God wants us to see. We will see ourselves how he wants us to see ourselves. I want to pray today for all of us that are struggling right now. Like as as I was preparing this message, I started to think, you know, a lot of times right now, we talk about how difficult life is at the moment. That's one of the things I remember. I, I like every time I, I go to a new place and talk to a new person, it's like, man, 2020, huh? Yeah. <laughs> That's just like the new conversation starter. It's, like, it's the how's the weather? What disaster has befalled us now this month? You know, that's that's the thing. And it's real easy and it's real sad. Yes, to think about it that way. But I want to pray because I think because of the situations that have happened to us this year, the things that we've struggled with, we have ignored ourselves. We, a lot of times, I I have felt during this year disconnected from myself, disconnected from people around me, from God, from other things. I've not really paid attention because what has happened is we've become numb. New things happen, new bad things happen, and it's just like, oh, California's on fire again, I guess. Like, it's, it's a thing. It's just here. And we become numb to all of this. And it even becomes difficult to pray. It's like, I just prayed for that last week, and here we are again in the same situation. Why am I still struggling with this? I feel so tired and worn down. What can I do? But that's the first step. When we realize what is happening in us, God extends his hands to us and says, Come, all of you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. I will give you rest. God is here to offer us rest, rest of body, rest of mind, rest of spirit. He wants to renew us today. And so I want to pray for that, that we would be mindful and that we would be mindful that God is offering us rest right now. Father God, in this moment, as we are here in your presence, let us take this moment for those of us who are here and those who are online to be still for a moment, to pay attention to what is happening around us and in us that we might give it over to you the hurt that we're feeling the tension the stress, the worry the grief, the sorrow that we hand it over right now in this moment to you help us to be mindful of what is happening inside of us physically, emotionally spiritually and trust you with it. Because you are here. You are here to give us rest. 
to give us hope and to walk beside us. And if there is anyone that is listening today that is in need of you, Jesus, let them just pray this prayer with us. Jesus, here I am. I need something new. I give you my life. I need your rest and I need your love. And we pray over those who might say that prayer, God, that they are now welcomed into a place of healing, welcomed into a safe space, welcomed into a place where they are loved by their creator and by everyone that is around them. We thank you, God, for what you are doing in us right now. And as we continue this journey of healing and, 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 and transformation, God, that you would walk us through it and help us to become more like you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We hope you enjoyed the message today. And we would love to hear the story about how God is using this ministry to change your life. You can share it with us at myemmanuelchurch.com slash mystories. And if you would like to support this ministry financially, you can give online at myemmanuelchurch.com slash give. And if you're in the Houston area, we would love to see you on Sundays at 1130 a.m. Have a blessed week.